Reno, Reno, BJ, 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 I got my man rocking with me tonight, Dom from Sick Days. What's up with you, man? My guy, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I, I can't complain, bro. My man out in LA doing his thing. So we, we gonna get straight into it, man. But I want to get into the hustle and bustle. I want to know what it feel like to be an entrepreneur in LA. I want to hear the real story. You feel I me? Feel. I see all the Instagram stuff. Right. I see everybody posting all the highs, but I, right. I want to hear it all. I want to hear the highs, the lows, the wins, the losses, all that. Gotcha. Um, now, matter of fact, let, let's start here. Um, normally, when I start the podcast, man, I try to start off on a positive note. All right. Now, my positive note for you was going to be: I need you to say something positive about Los Angeles gas prices. <laughs> Ooh. All right, I got you. Los Angeles gas prices is so motherfucking high, right? <laughs> It'll make you stay in the crib and. And, and learn who you really are. Figure out who you really are, because you ain't trying to go outside and drop. Because I be, yo, I be filling my gas tank up like every two days, bro. And the gas is like four fifty. If you go, don't go to the nice neighborhood and, and need gas, bro. You're looking at six dollars for regular. Dog, don't, that gas price make your ass quarantine, huh? Yeah, it's bad, bro. Quarantine all year round for real, bro. It's that bad, bro. If people don't know, it's an Instagram page called League Fits. Um, league fit, so L E A G U E F I T S. So everybody in the NBA over the past, I guess at this point, eight, nine years, when you walk into the game, leaving from the game, everybody take what they wear super serious, right? Everybody wanna throw the fit on, the kids call it a drip and all that good stuff. And um, so somebody dedicated a page to it. And uh so somebody popped out wearing your clothes, top to bottom. Uh just how right. did that make you feel? Bro, it, uh for real, it felt great because it was or, like it was organic, like the way it happened, and then the way I was like telling myself, like, "Yo, that's gonna be on league fits," and for it to actually happen, like that that felt crazy, felt crazy. But it was like a or organic relationship. Like he just DM me, I was like, "Yo, bro, I love your brand. I love what you're doing." Like for real, he started he started screenshotting pictures and like sending it to me, like, "Yo, this fit right here is crazy." This fit right here is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, he was going back and forth about like a size. And I was like, well, I don't have the size that you need because he wanted like a large or something. And then he right. like, bro, I just bought the extra large because I didn't want to miss out on it. <laughs> so for it to actually go from that, like one, he hit me up he, and he copped it. And then for two, for him to actually wear it and it make league fits, like that was that was crazy for me. That's what's up. So listen, we're talking about Michael Carter Williams, um, MCW. Who we play with again now? Uh, Orlando. Yeah, so MCW, he down in Orlando doing his thing. And I was definitely going to ask you, so we just started with him DMing you, huh? Yeah, just send me a message like a random Sunday. Just DM me like, yo, bro, I love your brand. I love what you're doing. We started talking from there. And then he actually started like sending screenshots of like the stuff that he wanted to grab. And how long ago from, you'd say from like last week when he popped out with it from the original conversation? Uh, two weeks ago. Oh damn, that ain't bad. Yeah, it's like two. Already- so it happened on like a Sunday. I shipped it. I shipped it because I was in Philly when he when he ordered it, and then when I got back home, I shipped it to him. And a couple of days later, he had it on. And you mentioned the key thing too. He because you know I was going to ask you, so he actually paid for it. Yeah, that was that that bro. That's the part that was like that was the illest part to me. That was that's the illest part. Yeah, that, that showed that he really fooled with it too. Because I mean. I mean, I don't want to blow you up, so I'm not going to ask, but I'm pretty sure some people probably reach out and be like, yo, like, they be trying to, like, bargain and 
Or they you just, give it to me, I wear it on this, or yeah, or they just feel like their status is at a certain level where though they get it for free, or some people want you to pay them to wear it. So it all depends. Seriously, it all depends on who like you reaching out to. Right, and I feel like a certain a certain situations that may you know that, that may work for you, paying them or giving it to them for free. But for him to like really reach out, then buy it, and then show love by wearing it, that's yeah. what's up, man. It, but for me, I see like far as like paying like the. Like this collection that I just released was the first time that I actually like got models with some type of influence and actually paid for them. And that actually, that worked in my favor. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I did have to pay them their fee to model for however long I had them there. But from shooting with them and seeing the sales that I got on this collection, and I'm like, as in the, I ask people, like, they'll message me all the time, like, damn, bro, how did you find out about us? And then they'll say, because of this model, like, I saw him wearing yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, so it can, it, can, it can work in your favor, though. But, like, when is that organic, like, I like and I like enough to buy, it's like right. no better feeling. That's, that's the level. Let's get into that real quick. So you feel like you invested more in this campaign. Correct. And you feel like it, it definitely uh, worked in your favor. Like, the flip came back. Yeah, it worked in my favor because, like, I actually went with, uh, like, I dived in, like, cut and sew a little bit. You feel what I'm saying? So that was, like, something that I've never done before. and went from, like, buying blank garments and printing on blank garments to actually, like, getting into, like, details of, like, how you want your pockets and how long you want the pants and the fit and everything like that. And having to go down to these places and find the fabric that you want, not nobody doing it for you. So it was a lot different. And, uh, but for me, it showed like, it showed a whole lot of growth and it's like taking me places where I want to continue to do cutting. So, and see how far I can go with that. Right. And let me just say for the people who don't know what cutting. So is cutting. So is basically opposite to what I did with this hoodie. Okay. So like, like you'll get a pattern for that, for that hoodie. You feel what I'm saying? Like you'll start you with the, the shooter to the neck, all everything. That. Yep, the fit, how you want it, the fabric. You got to source all that by yourself, or you know, hire somebody else to to help you and with that's it. The, and that's the thing because people want to say, "Yeah, but I would never say I have a clothing line." Okay, I got shit. I threw my logo on. That's not a clothing line. You feel it's, me? It's I, merch. I wouldn't, huh? It's merch. Right. I went and grabbed the hoodie, put a logo on it. So what you're talking about? It's like literally, if it's a T-shirt, making the T-shirt, like I said, all the measurements, all the, yeah, all, all the details. It's literally your work. You didn't just go buy a T-shirt and pitch your fucking name on it. You know what I'm saying? So that's respect. A lot of people don't do that, but they want to say they got a, a and rip line. the person tag out. And some people don't even do that. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's a motherfucking jersey <laughs> T-shirt for sixty dollars. <laughs> True. Yo, I, I like, I, and I get mad every time it happens. I get those shirts to my aunt. I, I get remember, back to I the remember I said something to you in the DM about it before. You was like, he had yeah. a decency to... <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get pissed about that, man. You said the brand feel, was hot, but goddamn. Yeah, because I, like, I feel like that's just like the, the icing on the cake. Like, nobody wants pancakes without syrup. You feel me? Like, right, right. You, you there. You there. You might as well just finish that off. Don't get to the you basket the tag and just the layup. Put <laughs> right. the tag out, put your own little joint in there, and keep it pushing. Especially if somebody wants to support what you're doing. Right. Like, like I said, especially if you buy the charge $65 for a t-shirt. Correct. Uh, that's, the, that's the least you can do. Well, let's, let, let's do this. Let's take it back. So listen, sick days. That's what we got. S-Y-C-K-D-A-Y-Z, right? What was Correct. like the original? I know it started in 2012. Um, mm-hmm. I actually remember your first t-shirt. I feel like it was like a city 
It was oh, like you, a, bring, you bringing up my doo doo days. <laughs> no, but, but like you said, we already talked about growth. You feel me? <laughs> nah, so, true, it true. Back. so, so what made you want to start six days in, in the first place back in 2012? Uh, for real, for real, what I wanted. Oh, all right, this is how it went. So you remember, you remember back when like uh, that was like 2012 when Cody and them had that cookout at like uh, Fairmont Park, where the yeah, chick got ran over. The, at. the chick yeah, got ran over. Yeah, I was there. That cookout. All right, boom. I was at that cookout. And uh, this was like Babylon Cartel. Like, this when I first started, like, noticing it. And yeah. I'm seeing everybody at the cookout with the B and the C with the circle on it. Yeah, that's Everybody. Really and I'm like, damn, like, yo, that's ill. Like, that's the homies brand and everybody rocking that shit. So I told niggas, like, right there, like, bro, I'm going to start something. And they was like, man, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, no, real shit. I'm gonna start something. I went home and like I remember like going home and taking like an old pair of Converse and like bleaching them and just like doing different shit to them. And uh I started there. I showed them that. Next thing you know, I'm doing all their sneakers. But I ain't have no name for this shit. Right, right, right. I ain't I ain't I was just just out here just doing shit. And then I had a homie and uh I was at his crib one day and we were just going over names and he was like, yo, call it sick days. I like looked at him like that just came out of nowhere. You feel me? And yeah. then I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to just see where it go. So I just started like adding sick days to everything I do. I would go to like, I would go to like old thrift stores, grab like denim jackets, rip them up, add like an S and a D, make like my own patch, put sick days on there. With like paint and bottle caps, it was crazy that people that was, people was buying them joints. Like far as like Boston, New Orleans, like all over, people was buying it. Like I look back on it now and be like, it got me here because it was a start. But I can't stand none of that stuff from back then. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, so once I once I uh, once I used the name, I started putting it on stuff. That's when people been, like started to like recognize it and they was like yo the name sick days like it's crazy it's crazy and then i just like all right fuck it and just ran with it right so listen i met you uh through our mutual friend my man g gary Correct. and that's a, when i met you i knew i knew you from just like hooping being around chilling or whatever ma- mainly hooping so when you told your homies you was gonna start a clothing line out of the clear blue did you what type of fashion what type of interest in fashion did you have back then or uh, you wanted all your niggas to be in uniform. <laughs> For real? <laughs> I mean, I just... Not <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what no, I, just, I just felt like... I just felt like that shit looked dope. And, like, for me, it was just, like... I was always into, like... Fashion, for me, started with, like, sneakers. So I was always into, like, shoes. And if you got shoes, you got to have a cool fit. Right. So, I mean, I was always into it like that. But as far as me, like, thinking I would ever have a brand, like, that was a... That was a no. I just didn't stop. Stop. Like once I started, I started liking it. Start having fun. Start seeing different stuff off of it. Like me playing basketball was like the the outlet to like start getting me out the hood. But then me starting a brand was like the outlet to getting me out of my situation and start letting me see the world from a different perspective. So that's why I just never stopped. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. And let me, I, I failed to mention. So listen, Dom is from Philly. You feel me? Of course, you're living in LA now. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that in a second. But yeah, Dom is from Philly. So that's, that's, that's crazy that you say that. Like, 
started with basketball and then moving into your, your, your business ventures, with, you know, basically got, got you out of here. Um, so the skateboarders, I remember early in your six days career, when you first started out, you was rocking with the skateboarders. Was that organic or were you like, that was, listen, no, nah, that was, that was organic too. Mm-hmm. That was organic too. I think, uh, I went down to one skate shop one day just to buy some shoes. They had like a bunch of like Nike SBs and stuff on, on sale. So I went there to buy shoes. When I went there to, to buy shoes, I realized like, that's the same skate. I mean, it's the same skate shop where uh, like I future had a pop-up at mm-hmm. Northern Liberty. The skate shop is called uh, exit skate shop. And, mm-hmm. uh, I went in there just to buy shoes. And then once I realized where I, like that's the skate shop, I started talking to the owner, like, yo, this is the spot where our future had the pop-up at, right? He was like, Yeah. I was like, yo, can I have a pop-up here? And he was like, like, look at me. Like, how many Instagram followers you had? It's like I just started Instagram, probably like five hundred. He was like, All right, cool. And he gave me a date for like in two weeks, bro. I ain't had no shirts, I ain't had nothing. So uh Mind you, at this at this time, like I ain't know, I barely knew any of like the the kids that skated or anything. So what I would do is they built that skate park on a uh, on a parkway. Yeah, yeah. I would go yeah. there every day, every day. I would go there every night because the lights used to stay on all night. I go down there every night. Just pass out shirts. Just pass out shirts. Just for free. Yeah. Like yo, look, I see like the young boys out there skating, and uh. I just started looking out for him. So before I knew it, like right before I had the pop-up, I started getting emails from the kids that skate. Like, yo, you should start a skate team. Da 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 da. I ain't know nothing about it, bro. You feel me? Because like growing up where we like coming from the hood, like the hood hoods, they be like, if you ride a skateboard, you wear it. If you ain't dribbling the yeah. basketball or running the football, anything outside of that, you wear it. So right. I would, like I really didn't know too much about skating, but I just know that they were showing me love. And a lot of them was black. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll start a skate team. So I was like sending kids like in LA, Florida, Philly, all of Philly, bro. Like you feel me? All of Philly. I ended up doing a collaboration with with a homie that had like a skateboard company here in Philly. And we did a collaboration on boards. And like the young boys here, I, I kept them on boards. You feel me? I had this one young boy. His name, his name, John Mary, a beast, bro. Like right now, he's skating for like Paulus. He was skating for DC. Like he like this close to being pro. Be nice, but I saw the potential in him when he was young, and he used to always be like, "Man, I quit, lose a contest, throw his board away. I drive right to his crib. He lived in West. Drive right to his crib, hand him a board, hand him three or four boards. Like, bro, you're not quitting. You feel me? And I used to be like, and I did that. I knew I couldn't afford to sponsor these kids the way like these big companies could do. But for me, it was more so like, I see this young boy, he got potential and he just want to feel like he a part of something. He want to feel like he's sponsored by something. You feel what I'm saying? So if I can just say, all right, cool. And give you a couple shirts a month, give you some skateboards. And then you, you don't stop doing what you're doing. You feel what I'm saying? You, cause you feel, you feel like, all right, I'm there. All I got to do is keep skating. Like, bro, keep skating. I'm telling you, like, more doors are going to open to where, though, I can't do nothing but just, like, watch you go do whatever it is that you meant to do. You feel what I'm saying? Take pictures and shit, yeah. <laughs> and I can't, I can't be mad at you. But yeah. as long as I'm here, bro, I want to see you pushing for whatever it is you want. So 
if I got to give you boards to keep you pushing, if I got to give you shirts for you to feel like, all right, I'm a part of something, all right, I'm going to do it. And that's, that's, that's how I got in with them. It was just like organic, just me going out there, hooking them up with stuff, starting conversations before you know it, I was skating. Damn right. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, for real. So you feel like they kind of like built the base of your brand, like the foundation for it? Honestly, bro, they did because it was like you would see so many young bulls like in the city, like wearing it, like skating through the city or you feel what I'm saying? Then that then they would go to school and then their friends would know about it. And then they would go to school and their friends would know about it. You feel what I'm right, saying? Right. So and it's, it's dope hard. just to see all of them just like all the ones that I did mess with just doing their thing. Right. And let me ask you this. I'm not even sure if this is how it happened, but is that when you first started taking your your trips to LA? And that's kind of what helped you decide to move out there? That was like because I started the brand. <clears throat> I started the brand in like 2011, like where I started like painting on stuff and stuff like that. I took my first trip to LA, I want to say 2012 or 2013. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was my target when I came out here. Like, I came out here. It was more so like introducing with skaters. I, that's how I. That's how I actually started to. Excuse me. That's how I actually started to like get around LA because I met a dude on Instagram who grew to be like a little brother, a little brother to me now. But I met him on Instagram and he skate, and that's mm-hmm. how we connected. And uh, yeah, that was the. That was the start. Like once I came over here, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what my target audience was going to be or anything like that when I got here because it was like all the way different from being back home. And I was just, uh, I just came out here, bro, with like a thousand dollars worth of stuff in the bag and was just giving it to anybody. Yeah, I like, wanted to ask you. Yeah, I wanted to ask you. Like, so first of all, what was the first thing? When did you make your mind? I'm like, listen, I'm going to LA. Like, I'm moving to LA. And then how did? You, what did you do to prepare for that? All right, when I made up my mind that I was moving here. I came I came out here in March of 18. And I was like, yeah, I'm going out there to look for an apartment. Mm-hmm. And then once I got out here, it wasn't, like, things didn't go the way I expected. Like, I thought I was going to come out here, find an apartment, go back home, get my shit, and then come back. But when I got here, like, that shit didn't go as planned. I ain't have, like, I ain't had nothing to show them. They, I was trying to show them Pennsylvania pay stuff. They're like, bro, this is, this is Cali, like, that don't that don't do nothing for us. So uh, when I left, when I left to go back home, I was like, "Yo, this is my last time going back, like going back home as and not living there." And uh, I went home. I I wrote my two weeks out for work, prepared that. I went to work and was like, "Yo, I'm out." Two weeks later, I moved there. Oh, so you really just rolled the fuck out then? Like you ain't yeah. even prepared, prepared. You just had your mind made uh, up. I came out here probably with like. Six thousand dollars in unemployment. We're all right, bro. Like, Damn. So really, all you just had was a mission, like a, a dream. Like, listen, I'm a, I'm a shit. Like, like Top be saying, we got a friend named, a friend named Top. What do you be saying? Uh, Beverly Hills with Skid Row. <laughs> yeah, no, he said Skid, pretty much. Like, cause, bro, like, I don't know. For me, it was like, like everything that I that I needed, that I wanted, was here. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying, like. As far as like what I'm doing, as far as the clothes, and then now with me like diving into like thrifting and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, all this is right here. Like like if I was back home right now, I'd probably be like working a job I hate, 
doing something that I really don't want to do. You feel what I'm saying? But here is like every day you got to get up and you got to figure it out. You got to do something. And for me, I'd rather, I'd rather that than anything. Yeah, so let's get into it. So listen, hustling in LA, the hustling and bustle, man. What's it really like? So, I mean, how, you, how long have you been out there now? You said you got out there, what, 18? Yeah, next month, make three years. So, all right, next month, make three years. So what, what's something like, what do you know now that you would tell people that, 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 that first get out there? Come out here prepared. Okay, you, don't, you don't recommend just to pop out there and make it happen. It depends. It de- honestly, bro, it all depends on what type of person you are. Right. Like if you prepare for like a roller coaster on a situation where you don't know what's going to happen, <clears throat> then I mean, yeah. But honestly, I think the the statistic is like most people don't last six months to a year here before they go back home. Damn. So what was the first thing you did when you got out there? I know you had the six. I mean, you had the six grand. Uh, I had and the, the six, unemployment oh, stuff rolling. In. Boom. What I did was. I mean, I, I knew this dude who had an Airbnb. I hit him up, was like, yo, I need to book the Airbnb for a month. He was like, all right, cool. That's eight grand. So, you only got six. N- right. But, 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 but let's <laughs> listen to how things work, though. So I said, I'll pay you when I get there. He said, cool. I packed the car up, drove across country, get there. I pay him. I had fake pay stubs. It was me and two other people, two other dudes came that moved out here with me. So we have two of us had fake pay stubs and we were just like, yo, we're going to see what happened. I think like the first apartment we went to, it was far, it was super far from, from like college. That's another thing that'll kill you. Cause you will get out here and you will move somewhere and you want to be somewhere nice, but you got to drive two hours to get back. Right. So we move all the way up. We go out Woodland Hills. We give them the fake pay stubs. She hit us up the same day and was like, yo, you, you approved. I'm like, no way. This is for the Airbnb? No, this is for the apartment. Oh, so you, oh, so you didn't have to right, get Right, so Airbnb. we already in the Airbnb. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I go back to the Airbnb. Luckily, he was cool. I was like, bro, I don't even need it for a month. I just got approved. I'm moving in Friday. He was like, all right, cool. Gave me my bread back. Oh, that's love. That's yeah, love. so I was able to, uh, I was able to move in off of that and then i didn't have a job so i was like all right am i going to leave a job that i was just at for six years and then come all the way over here just to do the same thing or am i going to get on like some type of grind so i just started doing like doordash instacart anything like that anything to just pay the bills you feel me so i got my unemployment rolling in and then i'm just doing instacart stuff like that to have extra money to pay for everything else that I need to pay for. So, uh, huh? Now, let me ask you this. So what, what about your family? Did anybody in your family discourage you or did they encourage you? Hell yeah. A lot of them discouraged me. Like, they was they were, on you? like I don't, I don't want to call it hate, but it's just like, it I mean, you know, you know, un, uneducated shit. Like, oh man, you gonna, you gonna leave your job. I'm like, bro, I'm making the same. I know my check going to be every two weeks. Like I already know. Like the benefits ain't as good as you think they are. Like, right? Niggas don't even I, go to the dentist. Right, right. Like, I don't. What the fuck? I need this for? Like, I don't need this. So, I was, <laughs> like, and they people were like, "Man, you where? I can never leave Philly. What you going over there for? What's over there that you can't do here? It ain't that good over there." It was, it was, it was probably a, never been. Whoever said that probably never been. 
Who said that? True, true. And he never have. He he never <laughs> been. <laughs> you sound like crazy. Nigga, you don't watch TV? <laughs> he never been, bro. But yeah, a lot of people was telling me, uh, just don't do it. It's not where you gonna stay at. You might end up homeless. Uh, what they say now is, oh, I'm all proud of you. Yada, yada, yada. Same old shit that nigga, that people going to say, but for me, it was like, that made me want to go more, though. Mm-hmm. Just uh, the, the, the thing of people being scared or people having a fear of getting out of their comfort zone and trying something new. Like, for me, it was always like, if I go over there and I make something happen, then mission accomplished. But if I go over there and shit don't happen, I can always go back home to family, friends. That's that's never like you feel what I'm saying? Like Right, right. It's not so, like, that's not gonna change. Yeah, like listen, the, the niggas who cares about what they got to say, but how how did it feel? Like how was the conversation with your daughter? And how old was she at the time when, when you rode out? She was five. She uh was five. the conversation was her not understanding, like being a five year old. Mm-hmm. Not not understanding going from seeing me every day to like FaceTime or when she come out here or, or when I come home. That's why I go home so often though. Right. Like, yeah, for sure. Like I go home often. It'd be times where I'd be like, damn, I miss my daughter. Like just the other day I was just feeling like that. I'm like, I got a couple fight just to go home for two to three days. But but now like I like it'd be times now where I'd be like, You want daddy to come home? And she'd be like, she'd be like, No. And I feel like she understand because like since she was young, she'd been she'd been watching me have pop-up shops, watching me have collaborations with, with restaurants. So she she, she, she Yeah, she been at she been at all that. So like she she kinda understand what I'm doing. And uh I always just tell her is like I'm just trying to be that example for you that I didn't have. You feel what I'm saying? It was like for me, it was like once you finish high school. It wasn't even no talks of college or nothing like that. It was like, yo, get a job, work a job until you able to retire. You feel what I'm saying? It wasn't like, right. it wasn't never like, yo, you can do more than that. You can be whatever it is you want to be. And if I, like I said, my plan is not to fail because, but even if I do, I want to fail trying to show my daughter that, man, get out here and do whatever it is you want to do. Right, that's 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 real. And like I said, even even she see the growth. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking on the growth, I know we touched on it a little earlier. As far as you doing the, the cut and sew and all that good stuff, like what inspired the new logo? Oh man, the the what inspired the new logo is I started sewing. So I started working on like a sewing project. Uh, I started doing like these tote bags, buying yeah. bandanas, making tote bags, and it was crazy because people just started going crazy over those bags so for me it was like once i i felt like all right now i'm hands-on sewing learning how to sew and then i'm doing cut and sew pieces like i gotta go with something that 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 shows what i'm doing you feel what i'm saying so that's why i switched the character to the young black boy in the factory on the sewing machine and it's just showing that cut and sew, and it's showing like me actually myself learning how to sew as well. And that was right on time too, like I said, because I felt like man, that turned you up. Like I, I just felt like it took you from like a regular street brand to like a professional, like all the way in the game situation. Yeah, and the, the thing that's so crazy about that is uh, 
I've been wanting to do that for a while. Because mm-hmm. I was like, like, not too long ago, before I dropped anything or I like, was working on this collection, I was saying, Pat, like, I want to do something different. Like, I don't know if I want to start a new brand because I want to go a new direction. Do I like, get rid of this logo? Do I create a new logo? And then, like, once I saw the new logo, I was like, that's what it is I want to do right there. Keep the same names, S-Y-C-K, Smart Young Creative Kid. You feel what I'm saying? And just bring a new logo with it. Bring a, bring cut and sew pieces and just turn up. And just turn up. Well, that's what's up, man. You're definitely doing your thing with that. And uh, also, like I said, going along with the, the theme of just, just the hustle and the grind and how you got to where you are being out there in L.A., uh, let's talk about the thrift game a little bit. I know that's probably just another way um, to be a part of the fashion thing, earning earning more paper, keeping them you know, sure. extra streams of income flowing in. Sure. That, let's yo, talk that's, about that. that that's my number one stream of income right now. Like, I bet, nigga. Th- hey, listen, what's your gram real quick? What's your gram? My gram is uh, Dominic SD twelve. Because I'm gonna keep it real with you. The shit I see on your Instagram, bro. You're not going to just find that moseying along South Street yeah. in a regular ass thrift shop. Do you got a technique? Do you got certain? Listen, y'all, I'm gonna no. get the secrets out of this guy. I don't know if he's gonna no. share them. Look, no, I'm look, I'm, a, I'm. I got. I got time to talk about this, right? All right. Yeah, so how be. how I started how I started thrifting when I was living all the way out in the valley. It was like a it was a Salvation Army like down the street from my crib. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would just go in there, like probably every other day. I find cool pieces, just come put it in my living room closet. So then I, I got cool with this dude. I always see him thrifting, reselling, doing this thing. Like, you feel what I'm saying? So I used to like hit him up like, yo, can you sell this for me? And he'd be like, yeah, I got you. So I sent him pictures. He'll sell it. I ship it. He'll charge me a couple of dollars. So one day I asked him, could he sell like a pair of boots? It was like a pair of uh, women boots. He was like, no, I can't sell them. I said, cool, let me try. I put it up. It sold, and from there, then on, I was like, every day I started thrifting, right? I got addicted, <laughs> but I right, but I had a, I had a, I, in between that, I took a job working for like uh, this camera company, cool job, especially like banning the cameras, like being able to go to like dope studios like CBS or being on set when they're doing uh, carpool karaoke stuff like that. It was cool, but down the street was two thrift stores. Every morning I was late. You feel me? <laughs> Look, man, no, no, no lie. One day I go there. One morning, I, no. One afternoon after work, I go there. I find a pair of Gucci loafers. I'm like, it's on. I paid. I paid ten dollars for these joints. Flipped them for one forty. Right. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, cool. The next, the next Monday I come to work. I come to work. I'm like, now I'm sitting in the job parking lot. I'm like, go to the thrift or be on time. I go to the thrift, find another pair of Gucci's. I come to work late. So like they on they on me for coming to work late, but the way I'm flipping this stuff, I'm buying these shoes for ten dollars. Within an hour, I'm selling them for one forty. I'm like, that's one thirty in the hour. And y'all ain't even paying me one thirty in a day. You feel what right. I'm saying? So I was like, I kept going to work late because I kept finding stuff. So I just finally was like, all right. I started like putting the numbers together. I was driving two hours to work, like every day, probably like an hour and a half to work, and on like a like a Friday going back home it was like two and a half hours, bro. Yeah, and it's crazy. I was like, 
I, one day I was at work and they was working me to death this day, and I was just like, bro, I'm done. My main reason no food. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he was like, what you mean? I was like, he like, what you gonna do? I was like, I'm a thrift. And bro, I ain't look back since. I ain't look back since. Everywhere I go, I got every city I go to. I was in Chicago. I went thrifting, found stuff, sold it. Like, but right now, in Philly, I mean, not in Philly. I'm sorry, in LA, I'm killing it with the with the resale shoes, like the used shoes. Every day, I'm looking at this yeah. nigga like, like I know yeah. people in LA are well off, but like, who who just dropping off some, nah, some, some, some retro fives, like some some like, yet, like the other day, I found a pair. Of, uh, I found a pair of uh, Halloween dunks from like 2007. I Mind you, I twisted the picture on Instagram with the tag on there that said 15.99. You be stunned because you do that. Girl, then you put the, then you put girl messaged me. Photo. Girl messaged me and was like, "What do you want for those?" I said, "In between 180 and 200." She said, "Give them to me." Damn. That's what, I you know, just like and what that's how I'm seeing it now, like. Damn, bro, you got potential to literally make a hundred dollars an hour off of just going to go buy something that somebody donated, right? And you just picked up and sold it. But let me say this too: but you, you got to have an eye, like you, you got mm-hmm. some talent. Some talent come with it too. Because some of the shit you sure. grab, I never would have known it was even worth that, or 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 was that? You know what I'm saying? Like a Halloween, that's my junk like a, a pair of regular ass low top. True, but I like it's a technique where you can look that up and see exactly. Right. Yeah, but it's I mean, it's it's easy, bro. I don't want to give it to I don't want to give it to the people, but it's easy. It's easy. I'm gonna ask anyway. Listen, this is a people <laughs> podcast, man. This ain't rocket science. Y'all already know. I'm gonna ask. You just gotta tell me no. All right, we all know I ain't gonna do it. Right. All right. So, bro, right, look, so this, this is my question. Oh, go ahead. All right, so this is this is pretty much how you know, like when you go into the store, you find whatever it is, the shoe it is that you that you're looking for, right? So you going there looking for a particular shoe? It depends on like what area, because I know like what I what I find at certain spots. Okay. So like certain stores, I'll find that same. I'll find the same. Like so, if I go to one store, I'll find dunks in that store. Normally, they'll have dunks. You feel what I'm saying? Okay, so, all right, cool. I go in the store. I find the shoe. When you look inside the shoe, every shoe has a barcode. You just type in the name of the shoe, like the brand of the shoe, if it's New Balance, Nike, Adidas, whatever, and then the barcode. You type that number in. It pops up. It tell you what, if the shoe is real, it'll tell you what year the shoe is. It tells you uh, what year the shoe is, the date the shoe came out, and then it tells you how much that the shoe is reselling for what app is this, bro? There's no app. Just type it in Google. Oh, just Google. And Google. Just okay. type it in Google. Yeah, just type it in Google. And uh, it'll tell you. So it'll be like $300. So those Halloween dunks, people were selling them for like 300 I knew I paid 15 I know she saw I paid 15 So I didn't want to I didn't want to go crazy on her. But for me, that was like a hundred and something dollars in minutes. That quick. You feel what I'm saying? So like boom, sold the shoes. And it's been crazy like that. Like I found a pair of it's this dude, all the ball players wearing the shoes, Eric Emanuel. Right? I found a pair of shorts for five dollars. I cheated see, like it's wins and losses with it though, bro. Cause I cheated myself on this sale. The sh- I paid five ninety nine for the shorts. Posted them on Instagram, right? Somebody like I want to buy it. I said, boom, give me a bean. 
that's $95 in that, in that minute. Right. But when, when I look the shorts up, the shorts are selling for three fifty. You get what I'm saying? So <laughs> even, even though I made 95, yeah, he got potential now to make 200. You definitely left him some room. You left him some room. Yeah. And I can't, I like, bro, I was like debating on like saying like, bro, the shirts got a rip in them. Cause I was like, like I took the bread, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? That, that comes with it because nine times out of 10 tomorrow, I'm going to go find something. I'm going to win. So, I mean, it was right. a win, but it still was like, I could have got way more money for those shirts than I took. Right. So let me ask you this. So we know, we know you got the sick days rolling, but like I said, you still mm-hmm. got free time. You, you, you're not working a traditional job. So you can pretty much do your own thing, do your own hustle. So do you have like a set schedule of thrift? Like, are you hitting certain stores on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, or do you just on your own leisure time? Whenever you feel like going, you go. All right. I go, I usually go like every day. Right. Mm -hmm. But it got to the, it got so crazy that I was going to the same stores because like, depending on where you at, the stores are like in pockets. So it'd be like a store here, 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 and here. You feel what I'm saying? Even though they might be a couple miles apart, they still close. So what I would do is I would just go to those stores daily to the point where like they started noticing me. Like I'll come in there, they're like, bro, we got some Jordans back here. We got yeah. this back here. We got that back yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? Or we got these jerseys back here. So it depends on where I'm at. Like, if I'm, in, like <laughs> if I'm in like South LA, then I'll go to the same stores. You feel what I'm saying? But if mm-hmm. I go out towards like the Bali and stuff like that, then I'll just it's a bunch of different stores all over. So I'll go to like stores in North Hollywood or I'll go to the bins where like you go in, it's not like a traditional thrift store. You go in there and it's just a bunch of bins that you dig through. But the thing about that is you make, you can, you got potential to make way more money because it's a dollar 99 a pound. You know what I'm saying? Like I went in there, bought a pair of phones. I went in there, bought a pair of phones for $5 and sold the phones for a hundred. You know what I'm saying? That's $95 that quick off me just digging a little bit. Right. Let me ask you this. So, and you kind of already touched on it. So do you got anybody in pocket? Like, do you got people calling your phone? Like, yo, bro, I hold this for you or, or are you still getting it from uh, the muscle? Yo, you know, I still, I still get it from the muscle. I'd be like, yo, you know what's so crazy? I'd be, te- I'd be tempted to, uh, I'd be tempted to, Approach the whistle calls like that. Yeah, I'd be attempted to approach the workers like that, but just I don't I don't know how they're gonna react. You feel what I'm saying? So I just every day I just try to try to get lucky. But this right. week though, this last this past week though has been like far as like for shoe wise, it's been like a great week. For like just me, the stuff that the stuff that I found this week has been definitely a good week for our shoe finds. <laughs> that's that's what's up, man. You you definitely doing your thing, bro. So you've been in LA. Let me know what's a what's been like a low light for you, and, and what's been a highlight for you. Like, what would you say your biggest highlight is, and what would you say like your your toughest time was? All right, what should I what should I start? Let me start with the let me start with the good first. So my my highlight of me living out here is uh oh shit hold on bro can you hear me. My highlight of living, my no, my fault. My highlight of living out here is uh, getting my dad on the plane for the first time. Like never, he never left Philly. Like was born in South Carolina, came to Philly when he was like five, and then never left. 
never been on a plane, never been in New York, never been to DC. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So to get him out here and just to see his reaction and in the scene, like in the in the in the car, like a kid, like taking pictures while the car moving. Like no that, pictures shitty. <laughs> yeah, like right, right, exactly. And I'm telling him, like, yo, pop, I'll pull over so you can take the picture. He's like, No, I'm just enjoying it. You feel what I'm saying? So for me, that yeah. was like that was like my highlight, and that was like part of the reason why I came here, just to give my folks and give them an outlet, give them somewhere to come, give them somewhere to to be able to kick it at. So for me, that was like my highlight, bro. And I, I've had a lot of fun over here. I've done a lot of cool stuff over here, but for sure, that was my highlight. And my low light is a... Uh, yeah, what's the part niggas don't show on the gram, man? The part everybody act like it's all sunny out there. The part <laughs> niggas don't show on the gram is that, like, just the shit they go through. And for me, it's just like... Uh, Going through coming, like I said, I came out here with two other dudes. And uh I guess for them, things just wasn't going the way they wanted it to go, or they had their own plans on what they wanted to do. And uh they dipped. They just left you? They dipped. Like, like I came home one day, like on a Sunday, one of the like I had a like a young boy that I moved out there from Florida. I moved to the Valley because he got a job close to the Valley. So I'm like, all right, cool. You are near your job. You feel me? You don't have to catch a bus or figure out how to do nothing. It's just right around the corner. So like, boom, come home one day, he gone. I'm like, all right, cool. That's cool. Whatever. I had another young boy from Philly that was living out there. His living situation got weird. So I'm like, all right, cool. You can come through. He 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 like he ain't want to do nothing. He ain't want to pay no bills. He ain't want to do this. He ain't want to do that. And then I had my homie who was like really really my homie. Like we grew up together. And then he just bounced. Like oh, I'm going back home. Made up a whole lot. Uh, I'm going back home. Yada yada yada. So pretty much it just left me with the whole rent to like figure it out. Like my homie that I mean the one that was my homie he gave me the rent. The other dude he ain't give me nothing. Like the nigga just bounced. I came home. I was in Philly. I came home like nobody was there. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to pay this last month rent and then I got to figure it out. Because I ain't going back home. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like, it was like, I ain't going back home. So like, I ain't call nobody back home and was like, yo, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mind you, man, no, I ain't working. I'm working. I'm doing delivery joints, like the DoorDash and stuff like that. So I'm like, I ain't working, but I'm like, I got to some money that I can get me a studio or something like that. You feel what I'm saying? Until I figure it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, honestly, it all worked out for me though, because I was cool with this. I, I was cool with this guy. I was go to his restaurant, support him all the time, and then we just started talking. It went from talking to me taking photos for like his his uh, artists because he was like a manager as well. So like me hitting him up like once all that happened and letting him know like look bro you know anybody that's renting something yada 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 he was like yo you know what come over here I got you he's like you can rent a room in my crib just give me six hundred a month that's unheard of in Los Angeles hey that networking be important dog you know what I'm saying and that's all off networking bro but that's unheard of in Los Angeles bro so I went from living in the valley where I was trying to figure out how I'm gonna pay twenty three hundred by myself to 
me finding the spot and he like, boom, I'll give it to you for 600. And everything for me elevating from there. You feel what I'm saying? Watching him hustle and get up every day and figure it out with a managing two to three restaurants. And he only a year older than me. You feel what I'm saying? It's like inspiration right. every day versus me being around dudes that's depending on me to do everything. When I don't bring, when I'm not doing something that they don't feel as though is benefiting them, then I'm for myself or you feel what I'm saying? It's like, bro, like I paid the most on the line because like when we got here, I was the only one that was able, that was, able to get us into where, where we were living. You feel what I'm saying? So for us to go from there and me laying everything on the line to y'all just bouncing on me without even having a conversation or it's just a text message is crazy. But yeah, that was well, something that was something that I would never like I was never showcasing that like when I was going through that because I always felt like on the other side of this, you feel what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna be a hundred percent better. Like this going this gonna bring the best out of me. And honestly, bro, like all it did was just turn me up for real, for real. It made me feel like it made me feel like, damn dog, like maybe if you would have came here by yourself, you would have really been on some shit. You feel what I'm saying? But you gotta go through shit to bounce back from shit. And that was definitely a low light. I mean low low light just getting left with twenty three hundred dollars rent and trying to figure out what it is to really fall into a blessing of somebody giving you a space for 600 a month no that, that's real so let me ask you this so how is it i mean how, how how is it to stay creative and be able to focus on your brand when honestly number one you got it you got to eat and you got to have shelter so so how were you able to to handle that i mean because I, I would think making sure i got that 2300 and able to eat would be my main focus but you still yep. had to because for, for me, it was like, <clears throat> shit, when I, I, it was crazy because right before that happened, something told me to have a pop-up in Philly. I went home for my daughter's birthday and so, I, I, I created a collection, but I wasn't able to promote it because I had to go home for her birthday. So when I, excuse me, I, of course I took a couple of pictures and posted it on Instagram. But when I got home, I sold some pieces and the people was like, bro, you got this, you got that. So I said, you know what? I'm going to just do a pop-up. I did a pop-up. I sold out. And that's how I was able... I was on month-to-month on my lease. So I was able to pay that last month. And then I'm like, I got to figure it out. In between this month, like, I can't do this. I can't do that. Then I'm going to go look at... a. am going to go look at apartments downtown. And they're like, oh, yeah, the apartment is this price. But for you to park in a lot, it's two, 200 a month. I'm like, bro... Like I'm paying like you want nine hundred a month for a room. I got a shared kitchen, shared bathroom, and I gotta pay two hundred a month to park in a parking lot. Like, bro, I was I was to the point where I was like, man, I'm not gonna just sleep in my car until I figure it out. Cause man, I wasn't coming home, bro. I wasn't my coming home. Mind made up. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't coming home and I wasn't calling nobody back home, like complaining about it, bro. I was just like, Man, it look. Either he knows somebody, because when I was hitting him up, I was like, do you know somebody that's renting? Either he knows somebody that's renting something, he's going to let me rent a spot at his spot, or I'm in his car until I figure it out, because I ain't going back. <laughs> that might be the name of this podcast. Nigga said, I ain't going back. <laughs> oh, man, for real, bro. Like once, like, once I got a taste in, like, a taste of hustling for myself and a, a taste of, like, being out of, being out of my elements and really 
being around all the stuff that I say I want to do. Like this right. one dude told me his exact words to me and said, bro, he said, you can come here a million times. I was coming here like five times a year. He's like, you mm-hmm. can come here a million times. He said, but for what you want, you got to be here. I'm like, it ain't, at first it didn't make sense. And then I went and then I got left. Yeah, I left and was like, damn, you're 100% right. Like, I can come travel here. Like, people, who going to remember somebody that's just traveling here? Right. Or if I'm here. No, go ahead. Go ahead. If I'm here every day and I'm in your face, then you want no choice but to start recognizing. So outside of the hustle, the bustle, the thrifting, mm-hmm. um, working on a brand, just living in LA, how was it for you? Like, what do you do when you're not, when you're not running around hustling? Do you get a chance to relax? Yeah, I do. Uh, just chill on the computer, uh, watching Snowfall, regular shit, bro. Like, it might be able to beat all that. No, nah, I like I, I go to the I go I go to the beach sometimes though I go to the beach sometimes, bro. But I'm not really like a on the beach type person. What I need to start doing though is I need to start taking more hikes though. And but like, bro, you know, LA right now. I mean, just till recently was on like that quarantine bull crap. So right, was, right. Everything was shut down, but when everything is open, it's like out and about. Like always, can't can't spend a day in the house. I always tell myself, like, if I'm in the crib just chilling and be like, bro, I ain't come here to chill, like, and get up and just go somewhere. There's always somewhere to go. Right. And that's kind of how I felt when quarantine first happened. And I'm stuck in a crib. I'm like, well, you got to find a, a way to be productive. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. always my thing. Like, whether it's workout, whether it's getting a run in, it's almost like I got to earn. Like, I don't feel comfortable on the couch if I ain't did nothing. That's, you know what I'm saying? I love my couch. So <laughs> I got to do something to be on the couch. So I, I, I definitely feel you, feel you on that tip. And hiking in LA, you know, that's my shit. Every time I'm in LA, I'm, I'm going to get me a hike in. The only thing, you've been to the Culver City stairs yet? No, I ain't never hit that joint. All right, so next time. You, on the gram a lot. Yeah, next time you come here, you got to go there. Like, that's, that, that's, the staircase is definitely a hike. Shit, you been there yet? Yeah, I've been there. I've been there a couple times. Oh, you've been over there? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but, yeah I can't, I can't even think of the name of the joints I've been to. But yeah, other than that, bro. I don't know, Bobby. Cause like, it's for me. It's like if I go out, then like I I be solo, bro. You feel what I'm saying? Like I ain't really like I'm 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 down to meet people, but I just ain't trying to join like no clicks or no shit like that. You feel what I'm saying? So and you ain't trying to be blood a crip out that joint. No, that's that's <laughs> definitely enough. But for me, it's just like I go out on a solo tip. But LA is it's. Is LA. I like Oakland though. For real, for real. You been there? Yeah, I've been down to the Bay. Uh, shout out to my man Nasty Nye. Uh He was living up there. He actually just moved down to, uh, to LA. I, I probably didn't introduce you to. He, he in a production business. Um, shit, he actually helped me out with the podcast now. But um, yeah, he, he was up in the Bay. I've been up there a couple times. He actually had a wedding up there too. So he up there in the Bay, San Fran, all that good stuff. But I'm not out there enough to know the difference. So Cali is Cali to me. Yeah, true. I mean, me living in LA and then me visiting the Bay is like a it's a different feel. Like I love LA, I like the Bay. I rather live in LA, but I like the Bay a lot though. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I could I don't know if I can live there, but I like it a lot up there. It's a cool vibe, chill vibe. But take but taking it back to the to the clothing line. What, what you got rolling right now? Like I know you, you just dropped your um. Yeah, the last collection I dropped was on February fourth. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. So right now I'm just uh I'm working on something for for summer. I'm not too sure what I'm gonna put out yet, but mm-hmm. probably put out a couple pieces. But I'm really looking forward to like dropping something for like fall though, because I really want to take cut and sew to a whole nother level. Do some sweaters, something dope to stand out and separate myself from where I used to be for real, for real. Right, and that was actually my next question for you. So like, do you have goals and like do you? write them down or how do you go about checking stuff off your list? What will make a successful 2021 for you? Like what are, what are you trying to get done in this year? I, honestly, bro, I need to, I need to start checking. I need to start writing stuff down. I have a bad habit of not writing anything down. Just everything I do, just pretty much just off the top from my day to what I'm going to do. The next day is just pretty much just get up and just figure that shit out. So I feel like a successful 2021 for me would, like, far as what, the brand? Far as the brand, all right, far as the brand, all right. So far as the brand is to be able to follow up the collection that I just dropped with something even better. You feel what I'm saying? Showing that it's just not a small step of growth that I'm really here to to level up. You feel what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. on the thrift, on the thrift inside, uh successful 2021 for me would be uh just learning more about the game learning more about those pieces that i'm overlooking learning more about these t-shirts that's really going for hundreds and hundreds of dollars and i'm skipping right past them because i don't know what i'm looking at i'm just looking for nike old nike new balance stuff like that so just to educate myself on the game and on the pieces that I'm looking for, what I should be buying, what I shouldn't be buying. Cause yeah, I do find dope stuff and I do get rid of a lot of cool stuff, but then I do get stuck with some pieces and stuck with some shoes and stuff that I've been holding on to for like a year. You feel what I'm saying? So just to get better on that. So I'll be able to bring in more money than I'm spending on unnecessary stuff. No, I feel that. I feel that. No, I mean, I really, uh, I really appreciate you having me on, bro. Like, this, like my third podcast interview. I really don't, you know how I am, man. I'll be in the cut, yeah, bro. You're really the rap. Talking. Yeah, yeah. I just, but I told myself this year though, 2021. I'm opening up more. I'm doing more talking. I'm letting people really know who I am, like what I do, what's the brand about. Because I feel like it's a mystery behind me because I don't really do no talking. I always around the same people. Like if I know you, I know you. If not, then like you feel what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm not trying to get to know you, but you feel me? I'm to myself. We was out in LA, uh man, we was out in LA. We was chilling poolside, chilling, eating. And the one shirt just looked at you like, you don't talk. <laughs> Man, you look back at it. I don't even think you answered. <laughs> <laughs> For real, bro. I really don't, bro. And that's crazy because, like, people be really thinking I'm like some strange dude or something, bro. And then when I really I have a conversation with them, they be like, "Damn, bro! Like, I didn't know you was a cool dude." And it's just like it takes some time, but I appreciate you having me on, bro. Like, anytime we can do this again. Next time you are out LA, we can do it in person. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Somewhere, you know how you do somewhere poolside, something dope. You already know with the Uno cards on deck. You feel me? That's okay. <laughs> My man, good looking. This is episode people. Damn, this ain't this ain't rocket science people episode 74. 
My shit all gone. You've been filling up the whole show. Cheers, my brother. Appreciate you. Nah. Yes, sir. All right, man. Uh. All right, homie. Hotter, being 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 hotter,